Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. We got a busy Counterpoint, lots to get through. And of course, this Counterpoint brought to you by Pizzaville 416 736 3636 or pizzaville.ca and they will get you all set up. We got a couple of, uh, we got a new voice here. We got Zane Kaplansky of Kaplansky Meat. Hello there. Kaplansky's hey, Deli. Kaplansky's Deli. Sorry. There we I go. I didn't mean to talk about the meat. Uh, deli, good to, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that later. Uh, good to have you. We got Tasha Kierden, of course, public policy analysis, global news contributor and founder and CEO of Ellipsum Communications. Hello. Hi, Alex. All right, let's deli meat. <laughs> well, yeah, no kidding. Like, oh, no, you didn't bring me any pickles. Now. What's going on? <laughs> um, let's talk about uh, what everyone talks about these days, and my newest addiction: the Raptors. So, oh. the headline that uh, Kyle Lowry, as we watched, shoved by a fan—not so much just a fan, but part team owner Mark Stevens. This guy's a very wealthy man, very very wealthy billionaire. The Warriors say he's out definite, uh, indefinitely. He will issue an apology, give a donation to Lowry's foundation, and uh, he's been fined half a million dollars, which is not too much. And here is Kyle Lowry's um, uh, reaction to the the Warriors and the NBA with their response. First of all, I want to thank the Warriors um, for the statement they issued, and um, and in the NBA also. Um, you know, that's just you know what our league is about and, and protecting the players. Um, I'll start with you on this, Zane. Is the punishment enough? If Zane Kaplansky shoves Kyle Lowry, I get charged. Mm. And so should this guy. I, I can't believe a one-year suspension is uh, is all... He's a part owner of the team. He's not even just yeah. an average Joe. He even has a financial interest in injuring this player. Look yeah. at it from that perspective. Yeah. Okay. The, yeah. outcome of the, uh, the outcome of the series, and Kyle Lowry is a key player. How does this guy not get charged? Yeah, you know that that's not the first time I've heard that. Jason Chapman, my uh, my my executive producer, Very also smart said that guy. too. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell is Jason Chapman? That guy, as Charlie has named him. Well, let me play you um, the reaction from. Uh, is it uh, Graydon? What's his name? No, no, I've got the wrong name. Braid. No, what's his name? Draymond Green? Draymond Green. I knew I'd get it eventually. Um, this is his reaction. This guy's no fan or friend of the the, uh, the Raptors, but uh, this is what his response was to the fact of my question of, like, what if what if Kyle Lowry had punched back? Here, take If a Kyle was to then hit back, a lot more than fine would have then happened to Kyle. Um, so, you know, you got to give Kyle a lot of credit for the way he handled the, the situation. Now, he was a true professional. Uh, and if that's true. That. Yeah. If that's true. Why doesn't the guy get charged? It's interesting, Tasha, because when it happened, I mean, you think about it with the adrenaline and the speed and the intensity of the game. Had he just turned around and smoked that guy, mm-hmm. uh, it, it could have ended much worse with him getting ejected from the game or whatever. Yeah, we have a very different conversation right now. And I think uh, it was a testament to his professionalism. You watch the video of it. I mean, it happened so fast, too, to keep your cool in that situation with something Lowry should really be commended for. So, you know, I agree. I think he, the, um, I think there should be charges laid. I don't really? see why not. I mean, I do, because you know what? It's also not only was it part, he's sitting there, he knows the rules. He's sitting what courtside, best seats you can get. And you know that in that situation, you can have all sorts of things happen, balls flying at you, people fly. I mean, you know, for, for him to, to do that, I, I think, it, it really shows that, you know, he sort of took his position for granted in a way. It's as if, oh, this shouldn't happen. 
but he put himself in that in that situation. So I think that if you want to make an example of him, I think being ejected. I mean, or or you say ban him for life because that's a lot of people are saying ban him from basketball. At Jason least at the very yeah. least, take away his partial right. ownership. I but mean, it, it gives a yeah. sense that there's one law for one person and another for another. So if, if a regular fan, I agree, if Zane had had you know decked. Kyle Lowry uh, <laughs> wouldn't be he wouldn't be on the show right now. He if, if Zane decked Kyle Lowry, thank you. All right, yeah, it's an yeah. Inter- it's interesting to see how this will uh, w- the dust will settle on this, but no question, it was not a, not a good look. And certainly now that we know that the guy's a billionaire, it's like come on, guy. Well, you, he's a part owner of the I team. Know, I know yeah. he has an interest in this. I mean, it's gross. Yeah. Well, we did win Game Three, do or die for us. So that is good. Um, not quite do but, or die. They're not no, going to no, die yeah. if they didn't win. <laughs> well, no, no but we there's, are, do, there's no die there. Our hope of winning a, a final, I think, would have died, died last night. Yeah, so we still have died. hope. Um, but we we seem to have lost on the anthem side of things. Country singer Tanil Arts uh, from Saskatchewan <laughs> sang the anthem and put a little bit of her own country twist on it. And we'll take a listen. Lovely girl, uh, lovely voice. However, okay. <laughs> uh, this is the gal. Uh, what's it? Tennille Arts from Saskatchewan. Um, uh, look, I'm not a big fan uh, when we get fancy with anthem anthems. Tasha, I, I I get cringy. Okay, you know I don't see what the big deal is here. I listened to it. I was prepared for the worst after I read about it because I hadn't seen it live. <laughs> and uh, and then I listened to the Metallica version of the U.S. anthem, and that made me cringe. Well, <laughs> um, that was that was that was like a chainsaw. Uh, I didn't think her performance was that offensive. I don't see why people are in a twist. I think people at this point, we've heard the anthem so many times. Yeah, everyone's trying to be original. And sometimes it sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I think this was just, you know, it was it wasn't a bomb. It wasn't fabulous. It was it was fine. Let it go. It wasn't Roseanne Barr, Zane. But you know? but but it, it <laughs> like I'm not big just with the, when they get well, all fancy. Houston. And they, we you know yeah. But that was the best one ever. I, I the best one I ever saw was was Whitney Houston in the uh, Super Bowl with with the Buffalo Bills. This was bad. This was really really bad. I think from from an artistic perspective, don't mess with an anthem. Don't take the. It, it, it's meant to be a you certain way. You don't need way. to yodel. You no. don't need to just. Yeah, that's kind of how Is that I. Yodeling? I don't. I don't well, I'm just. Uh, I wouldn't say it's yodeling. I just. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. I, I'm not big warbling, on that kind of stuff. Warbling for sure. <laughs> um, let's talk about though the polling, uh, because Angus Reid has done some polling, and we knew that the um, the team was kind of infectious across Canada. But Canada is in love with the Raptors. Forty percent watching. 47, I think this is the, the more interesting part, 47 of those polled say the Raptors are Canada's team. 45% say Zane, no, 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 this is Toronto's team. Whose team is this? You know what? I think that it's a fully <laughs> cultural experience. And I think that it, the Raptors have touched a nerve across the country, not with everybody, but with that 40 45% swath of a demographic that hasn't really been electrified before and it's mm. so exciting to see community communities having raptors parties people getting behind something together from coast to coast to coast in canada that's only positive it's amazing to watch yeah it is look tasha i i kind of use myself as the as the kind of the, the litmus test if you can turn someone like me who is like i don't watch at all not that i don't like sports i just don't watch and all of a sudden i'm addicted i'm like oh my god this is a total bandwagon yeah. but there's an excitement about yeah. this 
that I haven't seen in this country for a while. It's kind of like what we get like when we get an Olympic thing that we can get behind. But this this, you know, has some staying power. I was in Montreal a couple of days ago, and people there were pulling for well, the Raptors. Well, you get the, you know, if you get the Quebecers, any, any, any team from Toronto, any team from Toronto to Quebec, you know, is is anathema. The Leafs, boo, 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 right? But no, they were they were gung ho. The crowd there was all for it, um, and uh, so no, I think it's great that they're getting people not only interested in you know basketball and the NBA, but also in, of course. You know, we have a team. Canada's got skin in the game. Literally. Yeah, a lot. Hey, by the way, is your daughter watching? Uh, is she going to watch know, the game? She's, she's into figure skating. In yeah. fact, she's baking a cake tonight. Oh. Yeah, no. Okay, never <laughs> she mind. Wasn't, she wasn't yesterday either. Well, there you go. There's uh, one person not watching. Okay, let's take a quick pause. Oh, no, we've got time, do we? Yeah, do we have time? Yeah, we don't have to. No. Let's take a quick pause here, and then we'll pick up the rest of the topics on the second uh, the second half of this. Uh, we'll do that after the break, because I want to talk to you guys about this new social media influence on the next federal election. I am giddy with delight over this one. I'll just say that. Let's uh, get to that after this quick break here on Point. Counterpoint, of course, brought to you by Pizzaville. 416-736-3636 or pizzaville.ca, and they'll get you all set up. This is here on Global News Radio. Hey, no name-calling here. Just differing opinions going head-to-head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. We are into round two of Counterpoint, which is brought to you by Pizzaville. 4167-363636 or pizzaville.ca. We got Zane Kaplansky, Tasha Kierd, and weighing off. Let's start with this story because... It's the 75th anniversary of D-Day. It's a day that we, um, you know, thank our Canadian vets. We honor our our Canadian vets, and we promise never to forget. And then, you know, you read a headline that there's three to five thousand homeless vets in Canada. Hmm. One of those, 56-year-old Diane Clavo, who served eight years for our military and now lives in a van driving around different Ottawa parking lots looking for somewhere hmm. to sleep. Here is just a taste of of who she is. I never thought I would end up living in my van. No, I'm not living, you know, I think it's the opposite. Sometimes I feel I'm dying. It breaks my heart to hear stories like that. Um, Zane, I'll start with you on this. I mean, we say we honor our vets, and yet time and time and time again, and it's not just from this government, there are other governments to blame, but we just keep promising and not delivering. You know, Alex, I wanted to come in here and disagree with you about stuff, but I couldn't possibly agree more on this. Uh, the way that we honor our veterans is the way that we, we define ourselves as Canadians. And we have a, a, a much steeper hill to climb, I think, to be proud of who we are because of exactly like cases like this one. And, and uh, PTSD and, and addiction and some of the consequences of, of the circumstances that the people who serve this country face mm-hmm. deserve our, our highest attention. And it seems that they're not getting it. And that's a shame. Yeah, I mean, part part of the challenge, as I spoke with uh, Suzanne Lee in the last segment, who who provides, you know, housing and trying to get these people off the streets, she said part of the problem is that these people are so tough and they want to carry that image forward, Tasha. And so they don't yeah. show their wounds. And a lot of times their wounds don't show. They aren't necessarily missing a leg. In this woman's case, she suffers from the effects of tear gas, which sends mm. sharp pain down her leg. And to think that this woman, she has nothing. She has to get the government to help her to buy tampons i mean to me it is it is disgraceful it is I, i'm not gonna argue with anyone on this either because it is shameful and it is really depressing to read this woman's story because you do think you know their graduation photo is there life full of promise she served eight years this is an injury too from you know her time in service yeah. uh so you, you wonder how 
she's not being assisted, that she's not getting help. This is like a workplace injury. Um, and the workplace Well, we saw how they treated another vet. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, you, you <laughs> won't get helped if you need a prosthetic limb, too, yeah. either. That was that case was, uh, of a veteran um, who, who had to deal with that injury. So, um, no, it is, it is uh, shameful. And it is something on the anniversary of D-Day is, we should look at this. We should any day. But yes, uh, it's something that hopefully the government will pay more attention to. We keep asking them to do that. But you're right. Successive governments have, have dropped the ball on this. But with the election coming up, no. let's hope our veterans yeah, make but some more noise. Again, yeah. but they do make noise. That's the frustration for me is they do make noise. And they were promised the earth, the moon, yeah. and the sky from this government in particular. That's why vets threw their support behind them because they felt that they had been failed by the, the last government. Uh, the problem is they get promise after promise after promise and nothing delivered. And then you get 20 ministers. It's like a revolving door ministry where no one really – it's like – they treat veterans' affairs like it's an afterthought, and that, that's what concerns me is the mindset in Ottawa on this particular issue. I, I do want to talk about this. Um, earlier in the week, we talked about the Toronto District School Board making uh, it easier to you know, express yourself as a student so you can wear things like spaghetti straps, you can show a little more of your thigh, your cleavage, whatever. But in the, in the fine print, they also said you can wear baseball caps and that, but you know, it's optional to remove them for the national anthem and far be it for me to be offended tasha but i find this really gross frankly if the board can't just like the basics of manners you know but what manners i I mean the board i've sort of given up i mean they they you remember when they when they took cell phones um out of the class because the wi-fi didn't work and then they when when the wi-fi came back to full strength that they they fixed it so the students could have their phones back. I mean, I don't know where their head is at in terms of teaching kids how to behave or encouraging them to actually pay attention to their studies. And I, I disagree with the dress code, too. I um, mean, you know, they said it discriminated against girls because they can't show their, their belly buttons. They can't class. be tarts. Why, you know, why, why should any of the students, you know, why should the guys be wearing you know, underwear either, like, you know, shirts with, with uh, you know, like the, the classic sort of underwear shirt? They, this shouldn't be... It's a place to study, and I think the TDSB and their zeal to be, you know, to not offend anyone and to feel that the students are all being respected. Kids need to have role models and learn how to express themselves in a way that also allows them to be appropriate to the circumstance. And spaghetti straps when you're at a party, great, fine, go for it. When you're in a, you wouldn't wear that to work. Why should you no, wear that? No, but, but with a baseball cap, if you can't take that off yeah. for one minute during an anthem, I got a problem I with agree. that. I, I mean, agree. I agree. I think it's, it's just, but I, I throw up my hands at this because they don't seem mm-hmm. to get it on the other fronts either. Zane, well, those are, those are two different issues. I mean, the issue of taking off your, your baseball hat for an anthem, you know, manners, uh, just like these rules, are optional. People can either have them or not have them. And it's nice, Alex, that, that you like to point these things out, because I think having and maintaining those kinds of manners, bringing up young people who this, look each other in the one. eye, who hold open doors for each other, those are the niceties, I think, that make life kind of... I don't think of, this is a nicety. No, I mean, not nicety. No, no. Respect, though, but you're supposed to teach respect for you know all sorts of every kind of expression, whether it's gender expression. The schools are very strong. On or the tribute that. we why pay to the indigenous people. I mean, yeah. I, I have I have no problem with relaxing the the, the the dress rules whatsoever. If people want to dress however they want to dress in school, it's not just about study. It's also about learning, and part of what you're learning is who you are and how you want to express yourself. That's it. The social aspect of school is is what is a lot of what students get out of the educational system, and this is just 
part of that. I, I don't know, but but yeah. to but to make an, it optional. I don't. Okay, if you want to if you want to send your kid to school dressed as a tramp, that be on a good, great. But for me, with the baseball cap and this notion that the board just well, we're not going to argue. We'll make it optional. We just don't want to get in arguments about it. It's like they don't want to get. Yeah, they, they don't, don't want to discipline ever. They don't, exactly. They don't want to have a situation where they have to ask a child to remove a cap and the kid will give them attitude because kids do give attitude. Great. And, kick them uh, out. Just, get out. Don't want to right, be in the app. Get out. And they don't want a lawsuit. They don't want if someone... But a protest is also child. part of the student yeah. pr- pr- process as well. It's important for students to know that not taking off their hat is a way that they can protest the anthem if they want to. And that's something that's accept- that's something that's that's part of their right as well. Pro- peaceful Being protest. Being woke is not, a, is not a right. Yeah. I mean, I'm just so tired. What are you talking <laughs> But it's not it's a right. Like, yes, it is. Absolutely. They I, can disagree I, peacefully with yeah, whoever they want okay, to disagree with them. They can keep their hats on. <laughs> oh, God, I pity for the future. I pity for the future. Hats on, future generations. Come hats on. It's not off. that big a deal. Uh, do you wear a hat when the nat- national... No, I take one off out, exactly. of res- out of respect. But there you go. if you're a First Nations you person, if you're somebody who's who has a, a, uh, a bald spot that you're ashamed of or a bad hair day that you don't want to show up, maybe there's a reason you don't want to take your hat off. And you know what? If you don't, you don't. Big deal. Unless you're a unicorn. Don't hurt my feelings. Take the damn hat yeah, Unicorn. <laughs> Let's talk about Elections Canada, shall we? Uh, they are launching... They're the best! Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They are if you're SNC, but they're launching a campaign that'll pay YouTubers, musicians, other social media stars to promote... How do you disagree with this? Uh, uh, to Trust me, I can. Um, voter participation in the federal election. So they're going to spend $650,000 to um, Get help people to vote. target young Canadians. And they have not told the names of who these so-called yeah. social media people are, but it's actors, musicians, you know, and they've all signed an agreement that, of course, they're not going to have any political opinions on this thing, but you've got to be fairly stupid, Tasha, to think that (laughs) this is going to work out. I mean, how many people do you know in the arts that are like at least somewhat representative of the voice on the right? Oh, yeah, they think Andrew Shear is just woke. He's so cool. Yeah, I, I don't hear that anywhere. Uh, I, I, I think this is just, um, it's an example of, again, the government, or in this case, Elections Canada, part of the government, trying to be hip and say, we're, we're oh. trying to encourage young people to vote. You know what? Um, at the end of the day, everyone's got their baggage, and these, these guys and these gals, whoever they've got, I find it, I resent that they won't tell us who they are. I mean, yes. what are they scared? That's weird. Um, but everyone's got a social media history. It's very easy to figure out where someone stands on issues. I'm sure at some point most of these people have probably expressed some kind of political opinion. I, I don't know how you can find someone without one these days. Um, why is Elections Canada, you know, going out and, and getting these people to rock the vote? I don't, I don't know if it's even going to work. This is the thing. Young people actually voted a lot more in the last election yeah, because they, they like were pot. interested in it. Well, they like pot, they like Trudeau. He appeals mm-hmm. to them. Well, on his and how, do, how do either of those things work out? <laughs> That's well, a c- but, you know, you don't need you don't need an actor to get people to vote. They're going to vote if they're interested in the election. Make it interesting. The politicians do that, not the actors and, and social media people. Yeah, my concern though is uh, Zane that it's going to be a look. It's going to be it's going to turn into a Wee Day concert. The whole election is going to be one big this is, Wee this Day is, thing. I have no difficulty of whatsoever with the government marketing. Of course, they're why would you have a problem with what, it? Look, Alex, I'm going to take this further. Mm. I oh, think don't, 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 don't. I believe You're in the Australian say model. No, no, no. I no, believe no, no, in the no, Australian no. model. Oh, God, help me. Pass legislation mm-hmm. that people are required to vote. I That's what I believe. I don't want stupid, uninformed people voting. But they but can they vote anyway. They hats. can they vote anyway. They have their hats, but they have to vote. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if everybody voted, if everybody's voices were heard, if, yes. we had, if we had greater than, right now, 50% federally vote. Uh-uh. 
It's crazy. It is, the, it the, is the a, low a, levels of people who actually go out and cast their ballots. 60, it's like sixty-seven percent of people. Federally, it's not fifty. Yes, federally okay. is the highest rate. I mean, that's a plea. It's low. I agree with you, but I don't see. You know, John Tory's not hiring. And, the, and so, so if if seventy percent of the people are, are voting, and the the majority party wins with forty-five percent. Then forty-five percent sure. of the seventy percent are determining our government, yeah. and that's yeah, a very small minority. Show, yeah, but so what? If you don't show up, you lose your right to complain. In right. my view, I mean, like I said, but they don't. They don't. Well, they, don't they, lose, they don't lose their ability to complain because no. of the social media influencers that are going to be telling us how to vote. Then they go and complain. The right-wing lunatics who call into AM radio stations and tell us their their hey, opinions all day long. There you go, and I love those people. They're my <laughs> lunatics, so I'll, I'll take that. Because <laughs> bottom line is, I don't want stupid people being told. You have to vote because they will vote someone Everybody should crayon. vote. Everybody well, they should, should always but they vote. shouldn't be forced to vote. Um, let's quickly tackle, do we talk, <laughs> let's talk about Andrea Horvath. She uh, slammed the Ford government for taking a longer summer break uh, that will go until after the next federal election. She's accusing the premier of playing politics with this break, saying, well, there's got to be a hidden agenda. Like, take a listen. Well, I mean, the way I see it, either Mr. Ford uh, wants to be available to uh, campaign for uh, Andrew Scheer, or Andrew Scheer's asking Doug Ford to hide under a rock during the federal campaign, <laughs> one or the other. <laughs> there you go. It's a big rock. Yeah, it's a big rock. Look, here's some perspective, because I don't think anyone realizes Queen's Park sits an average of 85 days a year. The Ford government sat 117 days in the last year. They got a lot done. They worked through most of the last summer. And and Andrea Horvath was complaining about that. So, look, I think it's a long break, Zane, but again, they got a lot accomplished over the last year. And the, the point is? I'm just saying, look, I, I, I don't think there's this hidden agenda. I just think they're going to go back, step away, recalibrate, and uh, take no, a No, I, I don't think, I don't think uh, Andrew Scheer wants Doug Ford participating maybe, in the maybe election. Not. I don't think he cares either which way. I think uh, he's got other issues than Doug it's Ford. It's not Doug Ford. He wants Doug Ford's troops out. I totally agree with Andrew Horvath here. I think it's extremely transparent, and I think it's kind of sad. It's saying that basically everyone's got summer off so they can go and they can campaign, not Doug Ford himself. But every political staffer and everyone else who won't have to be at Queen's Park dealing with the issues of the day that their boss requires them to. That's what this is really meant. So in other yeah. words, they're going to do what they all do anyway in every but single they'll election. Time. They'll yeah. have much more time to they, do it. That's all. And, 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 and there won't be any distractions. See, Doug Ford won't be distracting. There you go. This is the other thing, too, from the election or causing any, you know, uh, anything that could damage um, the conservative campaign because they won't be there in at Queen's Park taking questions every day. Boy, a lot can change between now and that election, so we'll see what happens. All right, guys, I'm late, and i got to let you go there, but I thank you very Bye. much. Zane Thanks, I thank you very much, <laughs> Tasha Kierden, very much. Uh, bring over some KK. You live right around the corner, so we'll take some. Thank you. Bye. This Counterpoint brought to you by Pizzaville, 416-736-3636, or head on over to pizzaville.ca, and they'll set you up here on Global News Radio. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.